Good morning. Uh, my name is Mark Begley. I'm one of the elders here at Grace Covenant uh, Presbyterian Church, and, and I have the, the privilege this morning of uh, sharing my testimony of grace. What is the gospel of grace? Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to us who believe. For in it a righteousness is re- from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. The gospel is at the heart of Easter. It is the totality of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. We can only understand and truly celebrate Easter if we understand the gospel. In order to share how the gospel has unfolded in my life, I need to share a bit of my story with you this morning. So if you'll let me do that, uh, I'd love to do so. I was uh, born and raised in Ohio, um, actually uh, in the heart of what is the world's largest Amish and Mennonite community, um, and actually come from a Mennonite background myself. I was the sixth of eight kids, and I see uh, Candy Cleary back there smiling. My fellow Mennonite in the church, I think she's the only one, but uh, are there more than one of us, Candy? (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, I digress. Um, I was the sixth of eight kids. My family background, uh, a lot of Amish and Mennonite in the background. My father, or my grandfather rather, my mom's dad, was Amish uh, as a young boy, and uh, he uh, became Mennonite, jumped the fence. But uh, on my mom's side, they were part of the first Amish to come to North America uh, back in the 1730s, came through Philadelphia and into Berks County, Pennsylvania. And on my dad's side, we were sixth-generation Swiss Mennonite, Um, settling in the Kidron, Ohio area, which was the area that I grew up in, uh, came in 1821. So deep roots on both sides there. And I grew up in a a family where prayer, uh, the word of God, family devotions, uh, singing were all an influence on our life. And I do remember uh, being probably three and a half, maybe four years old uh, in the Mennonite church. It was a Sunday night and Uh, They didn't have a lot of uh, altar calls in the Mennonite church, but on this particular night they did. And I remember just realizing that I was a sinner and I was in need of Jesus. I knew that somehow as a small child. And yet while our home had scripture and our home certainly uh, had, uh, we, we were in church all the time, we also had a lot of brokenness. My dad uh, grew up and had a very, very tough life and had a lot of anger and some emotional issues, and he was abusive. And so it was very difficult to see this on the one hand. We were in church whenever the doors were open, and on the other hand, we would see my dad's anger and the way that he would sometimes treat us. When I was about seven years old, my parents left the Mennonite church. It was the 1970s, and the charismatic movement was going strong, and we became part of a house fellowship that my family was in for a number of years. Um, I tell the story how my mom was 42 years old and she cut her hair for the first time and we went over to grandma and grandpa's house. That was interesting. 
So we, we were in that church for a while. It really uh, nearly tore our family apart. It was very cult-like, and there were some very difficult things there. But God, in the midst of that, preserved us, I think, a lot because uh, my mom continued to really have an emphasis on the scriptures. She was somebody who sang hymns in our home. We had Christian radio on, and there was an influence of the word of God, even in the midst of some of the other craziness. For me at the time, however, as a teenager, Christianity really was fire insurance. You see, I believed that Jesus had died for my sins. I understood that I was a sinner. But the gospel to me was the way in. It was the prayer that I prayed. And then it was up to me to keep my salvation. And it was even taught that we could lose our salvation. And the fact that God understood or that God demanded perfection really scared me because if this God demanded perfection, I knew that I wasn't perfect. Somehow at the age of 16 years old, I escaped from this church and began to attend another church that was an independent charismatic church but was a much more healthy church and saw people who really loved Jesus and who had a better understanding of what grace was all about. I had a a guy that was a number of years older than me that discipled me and was just really showed me the love of Jesus. I became very involved with the youth group there. And when I graduated from high school, I felt a call of God to go into ministry. And I ended up going to a small Bible college in Pennsylvania that was founded by a man named David Wilkerson. As I said in the first service, probably many folks from Reformed backgrounds don't necessarily know that name, but if you were in other wings of the church, particularly Pentecostal or even Baptist circles, you probably know the name David Wilkerson. I spent six years in ministry, uh, teaching at that school, and then moving on to inner city ministry in Boston. And at 27 years old, I had what I not so jokingly say was a midlife crisis. I was disillusioned by ministry. I began to face some of the real brokenness that had been in my life, the trauma of my childhood. I was burned out, and I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. The pastor of my home church in Ohio, I was on the phone with him, and he said, Mark, just come on back, sit in the church, and be Mark. I did so. But I've got to tell you that I really believed at that point that God had put me on the shelf. You see, I felt disqualified from ministry. And at that point in my life, I can honestly say that my greatest fear was that I would not be able to live a life of significance and I would somehow miss the plan of God for my life. At the root of that, really, was the fact that I really thought that it was about me, and I didn't realize that it's about God. In 1998, I moved to Virginia to pursue a master's degree at Regent University. My eyes became more and more open to the gospel of grace, and for the first time I was exposed in a significant way to Reformed theology. I'm very grateful because the Bible college that I went to taught me how to study the Bible. They really did. And through the course of my journey, the more I read the Bible, the more I began to see the truth. 
The Sunday after 9-11, I was living in Alexandria, Virginia, and I went for the first time to a PCA church. As I said in the first service, it was merely coincidental. Oh no, actually it was providential. I began to, for me at the time, I must admit, it was kind of weird to go to a Presbyterian church. It was very different than much of what I had experienced. But I began to sit under the steady preaching of the gospel. And I began to realize that the gospel was not merely the way in. It was not just the four spiritual laws or the prayer that you prayed, but that the gospel was at the heart of the Christian life. You see, the Christian life, I begin to learn, is a life of faith and repentance. You see, not only could I not earn my salvation, I couldn't keep it. And up until that point, there was a part of me that thought that perhaps I could, or at least I needed to. Not only had Jesus forgiven me of my sins and died on the cross, which I had believed since I was three and a half years old, but he had given me his righteousness. That is an incredible thing. That is good news. That's too good to believe. You see, Colossians 2, 6, and 7 says, Therefore, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him or to walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I began to realize how much I had been living like an orphan. I'd been living under the angry frown of a God who was not the God that the Bible reveals to us as Father. Even as a Christian, I had been trying to build my own righteousness. And you know, that is the struggle that we all face, non-Christian or Christian alike, we are struggling to build our own righteousness. If you go back to the beginning in the Garden of Eden, that's what the original sin was all about. Adam and Eve were going to become like God. However, at the cross, God came down to us. You see, Christianity is unique among all religions because every religion and even the things that aren't religion that people worship, we're trying to build ourselves up to God. But God came down to us in the form of Jesus Christ. Because of this truth, I can face my sin. I don't need to hide from my sin. Even as a believer, I can actually pray a prayer that says, God, show me my sin. I remember probably along 2002 or 2003 when somebody first uh, encouraged me to pray that prayer. It was a scary prayer. But I started to pray it. And God is faithful. You see, God has become the hero of my life story. In 2005, I met my beautiful wife, Connie. She corrected me in the last service because we, we started dating in 2006 and we got married in 2008, not 2010, for those of you who may have been in the first service. God has also been the hero of our family story. We have an amazing story in our family. There's great brokenness, but God has done so much. My parents 
celebrated 65 years of marriage two years ago. And then we celebrated in September of 2017 with a huge, a huge surprise party for them with 130 of friends and people who had known them all their lives. And about uh, two months later, my mom went home to be with the Lord. But it was just an amazing, amazing time, and God has just been so good to our family. I still struggle greatly at times. I know what it is to battle depression and anxiety, and in fact have battled those things in this past year. However, I have come to a deeper and deeper understanding of God's grace. I have discovered that the gospel really is good news. And as I see my friend Nick Bear sitting back there, he gave me a little book two years ago called A Gospel Primer. And I would commend it to all of you. It's a book that is the best little book I've ever seen on how to preach the gospel to yourself. I use it almost every day because we need it. Our hearts need it. Christ not only died to forgive me of my sins so that I can go to heaven someday, but he has given me his righteousness. Praise be to God.